welcome to Finding My Yum. This is our year in review. Woo-hoo! We made it to the end of 2020. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm like at this like simultaneously just astounded that it's I mean we're recording this right before Christmas, but um that it's like almost 2021, but and also like it's been 17 years since January, so it feels very <laughs> for, for a second when you said 17 years, I was like, what happened in 2020? Or 2003. Like, <laughs> what is it? Oh, no, it's January. You're right. You're right. Well, we were joking, too, about, like, I remember our year in review last year. We were, uh, we recorded it, or at least recorded our intros and outros um, from a car in a parking garage at my old company. Oh, my um, God, we did. Yeah. I think after I raided your candy wall. Yeah, there used to be candy walls. <laughs> there used to be candy. There used to be people in buildings working together without masks and like. And you just go like, put your hand. I mean, I would use the scoop, but some people probably put their hand right in the candy jar, and and, and we didn't you know, even really think about thing. it. Yeah, it's different. It's, it's just that's what we're trying to say. It's it's different now. <laughs> that is, in case you didn't get the memo for twenty twenty, and you've been living okay. Under well, a rock. if you didn't, if you didn't know until this podcast. <laughs> Uh, I just, you know, keep doing what you're doing because it's working. <laughs> oh, man. It's funny, too, because I keep getting like, like time is such a bizarre construct, right? Like I keep because we went to Thailand over Thanksgiving, yeah. I think four years ago. Or was it five oh years ago? Oh, my goodness. Ago? It was. It, no, it was four because it was right after election. Oh, Trump it was right after. Election. You're right. We went right. At, yeah, in 2016. How could I forget that? Um, yeah. And I keep getting like, you know, every year, like these time time hop things come up. And it's it's crazy to think that that was four years ago. And, and, and that now we're doing this podcast. I don't know. It's just like life is sometimes very strange. <laughs> it is. Sometimes it is very strange. Um. All right, so let's talk about let's talk about highlights of the year. There's so many, um, there's so many negative things that we can focus on, but but I do think that there's been a lot of growth and a lot of um, you know movement this year. Whether it was just self care and getting more time at home and and in silence and um, reflection. And so for you, Will, what is what are like some of the highlights of, of your year in in career and personally, like in terms of this podcast? I mean, I think for the podcast, we've grown and pivoted quite a bit as well and, and shifted and <laughs> I don't know, changed. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah you're right. I, I, think it, I think it's important to talk about this kind of stuff because it is. It's so easy to, you know, awkwardly joke of like we just were about how terrible this year has been. But there's like, you know, it's important to look at the bright side too. Mm-hmm. Um and I think there have been some really for me, there's been some really, you know, good stuff that has come from uh the unusual circumstances we found ourselves in. Um, you know, as we've talked about, I've been back home for the past six months basically. Oh my uh, God, yeah. And, you know, that's not a thing that I ever would have expected to be able to do, let alone necessarily would want to do. Sure. Um, but that's been really, I mean, it's been really great. You know, uh, I I am very, like, one of my big goals for 2021 is get back to L.A. as quickly as possible. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, being able to spend time with family has been honestly really nice. And, like, uh, I've gotten to, you know, be an uncle for a little bit of time, mm-hmm. uh, which I haven't been able to before. I've also, you know, without 
being able to take a break from like the the high paced busyness of Los Angeles, which I think everyone has had to do during COVID, but uh, you know, especially like getting out of it has really helped me like eat healthier and stuff. Mm. And, you know, I've, I've dropped 25 pounds. Have you? Um, oh my yeah. God, I didn't even know that. You didn't tell me. Yeah. I mean, you look great, but holy well, shit, you. that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I mean, it's mostly through, like, not drinking as much beer or a white sure. claw. So, like, in 2021, <laughs> they're coming back. But uh, if everything goes according to plan. But for now, I feel great. I grew my hair out. You know? Yeah. So there's been, it's been some, uh, there's definitely been some uh, some positives there. Yeah. Um, you really yeah. fit into, like, the Los Feliz, like, Silver Lake vibe now. <laughs> I definitely do. I definitely do. And I'm uh, I'm excited to come back and everyone will never know that I've, that I've left. Yeah. Um, I can't believe you lost that much weight. That's amazing. I, I have definitely gained weight and then tried to lose it and lost some. But like, you know, yeah, it's been a very big shift in, in my own physical um, movement because like going from bartending five times a sure. week to then sitting on the couch or, you know, doing Zoom or doing these other things I've been doing. I, I, I've just been, you know, sedentary. Like it's not, is that the word? Sedentary? No, is that correct? Okay, great. Yeah. Um, I was like, maybe I just said um, loose gravel or like <laughs> sedimentary. <laughs> sedimentary. Uh, I've just been sedimentary. <laughs> That's great. I love that idea. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that's amazing. Well, one of the things that's been helpful for me in this, and I am, I'm saying it now, uh, when I come back and it is safe for people to do so, I am starting pickleball with our group of friends. Uh, I started playing it when I got back here, uh, in part because mom uh, used to play a lot of tennis and pickleball is like tennis without as much running. Um, <laughs> it's super fun. Uh, so down? Yeah, yeah, I'm so yeah. down. it's perfect that sounds like a blast Um, it's very fun in terms of career because I you know I think you were able to move because of a a shift in your job situation and so in terms of that um, what's what's the highlight or the takeaway for you um, in that aspect that's a good question and and that's what I think I'm still kind of trying to trying to trying to land on um you know, because I, I got let go right before I left. Uh, right. And I do consider that to be a positive, mm-hmm. um, in part just because it gave me the time and perspective to really consider, you know, because it, again, it was one of those things. It was like, you keep doing the same thing because you have been doing that thing and you haven't had time to really step away and think about it. Now, yeah. you know, where I take that direction next, um, I don't know. I'm working on that currently, sure. <laughs> uh, but it has at least given me the opportunity to consciously make that choice again. If I chose to do it, mm-hmm. um, if I choose to get back into sales and marketing or, or, or get back into tech, at least I know that I'm committing to, to that movement. Um, but in the meantime, you know, I've been able to, you know, when I got let go, uh, you know, I got a severance, which was great. And, you know, thanks to unemployment benefits too, I've been able to, and moving back home, I've been able to save some money and also dedicate more time to learning more podcasting craft and stuff like that. Um, And so that is at least helping me build in the direction that I want to go. Um, So it is definitely one of those, like, how can we take a negative and turn it into a positive? Sure. But I think that there's a lot of positives to have in that as well. And I, we're going to get to like 2021, what we want and our resolutions and, and all that good stuff. But what is the direction that you want to go? I mean, you know, I think for me, a big, a big dream, I think, has always been to like own uh, or create 
a, a podcast collective or network um, and to be able to lift that up. And I think that that is definitely still there. And that's definitely still a thing I want to do. But it, I've also had more of a recognition of like, well, I don't think that just happens from just making things and, yeah. and trying to build an audience that way. I think part of it is like getting like creating some shows and pushing them, uh, letting them go free and pushing them out towards like networks and, and trying to uh, find audiences that they can tap into that mm. uh, previously exist. So I think that that for me is, is a, a new consideration is how do I um, create these things and sell them would be great. Um, or just like kind of get them into, uh, into other people's hands and learn more from, from the people that are succeeding at doing it. And then, you know, in yeah. five or 10 years, I can start my media conglomerate. Um, I love you that. Know, once I have all that stuff kind of figured out. So <laughs> yeah. that's, that's the ideal, but we'll see. Amazing. Um, yeah. I love that. What about, what about you? I mean, there's, I know that, you know, it, it, I think it, it would be really interesting to, we, we both have had uh, similar and different experiences. Like, I think that they've kind of like, you know, when COVID first hit and when the pandemic first hit, I was working uh, way more than I ever had been um, and you were not. And then I think it's kind of like maybe done a little bit of an inverse there, at least in some ways. So like, yeah. what's your, what's your year been like? Give me a, give me a positive. Yeah, you know, so um, I lost both of my bartending jobs March 17th. Um, and that was like, you know, such a moment of of absolute panic, truthfully, because I, I haven't stopped working since the middle of my senior year in college when I got financially cut off. And so it's just been this like crazy grind um, for, you know, eight eight-ish years um and so it was a really destabilizing just like a huge stop button um and yeah. I think it was like exactly what I needed because I I don't think I would have pivoted out of the restaurant industry in the way that I have if I hadn't had been if I hadn't been forced to do it um, because it's so comfortable because it takes up so much time because I was in such a cycle of, you know, uh, like not having enough and feeling like I had to work more in order to sustain the life that I was living, which like isn't lavish by any means, but is just in Los Angeles, like, you yeah. know, living alone, particularly uh, starting, you know, at the very end of 2019 again, which is which is more financially challenging for me. Um but yeah, so it really forced me to to examine the priorities that I had had been focusing on, uh, even though I was saying that I was an actor and even though I was doing a lot in that regard um, and, and voice acting and, and all of these things, really like examining like, well, based on results and based on like where you spend your time, that's not really true like that's just it's it's just not um and and as being a person who was able to a person of privilege in the sense of like I was able to get unemployment and I did have a little bit of money saved up like things were scary but I was able to take the time to just sort of breathe and and take a look and like examine like okay well I can panic now or I can take a breath and I can take as much advantage of this time as possible because eventually it's going to go crazy again and I'm going to get back into that like mode right. um one of the things that I've found really exciting about this year that was like a big pivot was I 
I was able to fill my time and you know my bank account with creative endeavors like the last half of this year was like only creative stuff in all different aspects like it was challenging my brain in in a million different ways like by auditioning and voiceover and teaching and um even like tutoring math, you know, is like creative in this way because I love math. But but that there's been like these just amazing creative opportunities that have come up and that how fulfilling it has been where every single moment has felt like it's not something I can passively do. Like I'm actively participating and that's been really cool. That is awesome. And I mean, I will say that too. Like I think I have faced that. Uh, hurdle of thinking about getting back into tech or it's like oh if I do this I have to there goes another 60 hours of my week and like right now I'm able to focus on the things I want to Um, but then again you know a a steady paycheck would be nice too I know Um, but if you can get it both like that's amazing that'd be nice yeah which is hopefully what I'm creating but we'll see but yeah so then uh, it really forced me into um, to, to taking like to like playing games with my partner and to like having time at home which is, was amazing and just like things that I hadn't been able to indulge in in a very long time and I was taking movement classes and like I still was scheduling the shit out of myself but like in a different way of like things that brought me joy and like coloring and stuff um and it's funny because I, I I'm back in sort of that place we've gone back into a a, a more intense lockdown sort of in Los Angeles and so um, I'm not working right now and and bringing back up that stuff of like okay well what do I what doesn't necessarily move my career forward but just brings me joy and can just bring me a little bit of like happiness um, but anyways all of that to be said I I was able to start teaching acting at my acting studio which was my goal um, at the end of 2019 and the beginning of 2020 and became a reality Um, this fall and it was amazing and weird and crunchy and I got to do it in person because Anthony Mindel's actor studio created these bubbles um that people could perform in and take off their masks where they were completely insulated outside and then when they weren't performing they were wearing masks and there was only 10 people and we were six feet apart and so it was this very strange way of working but it honestly it works and and it was very inspiring um and it's really cool to be on the other side you know looking at people and helping them get to the place that they want to to be at and and seeing what they're what they're bringing to the material how they're showing up and just helping them move closer in that direction right and it also really helps me reckon with my own ideas of like wanting to be somewhere immediately that I just am not yet right like that baby steps are okay and so in teaching baby steps are still okay I don't have to like blow people's minds I don't have to everybody doesn't have to have this amazing breakthrough um and sort of trying to message that into my own psyche of like it's okay to take baby steps it's okay to like celebrate those wins I wonder yeah I mean because I think in a way like you said what I was kind of feeling as well, especially with kind of with the podcasting stuff that I've been working on, which is like, you know, it's okay not to, you know, by the end of the year have created a company that's going to get bought by Spotify. Right. Um, (laughs) It is, you know, maybe, maybe that's something bigger of like, you know, when you see, when you face something that is like as uh, global of a challenge as what we have this year, it's like, 
you know, sometimes the, the wins are small, but you have to appreciate them and then continue to, to, to rack them up because that's, that's the only way to kind of get to the bigger ones. So yeah, yeah and I think, that's cool. I think one of the biggest things this year that, that, that the time has given me and the stop in the system of capitalism and the way that, you know, our republic democracy works is like really starting to see how dysfunctional every system is right and the ways that I want to participate in helping to make them better giving voices to people who you know don't have a platform or deserve to be heard um you know the Black Lives Matter rocked my entire world and and I'm sad to say but also glad for for the opportunity that like I was so naive in my privilege in in what I didn't know about American history um And so really learning, you know, and there's so much more to learn. I'm not even close to to any kind of under like comprehensive understanding, but but staying open and 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 being able to check my privilege whenever I can has been a huge, a huge, massive shift and a different a way different lens to just look through the country and the world at whole of like how we operate in the United States and and how I want to participate, like even capitalism right like this idea that like we have to be productive that we have to create something tangible that's gonna make money that's gonna buy a house that's gonna buy goods right like like all sort of examining that and being like okay well can I step back and understand that that's going on and then figure out a way that I can participate or you know shift so that it doesn't feel so gross (laughs) because it really does felt so gross yeah and I mean I think that that's you know, I think of that the collective. I mean, I'm sure the globe as a whole, but like within the United States, I think there there has been a collective reexamination, at least for a large majority of people. I think um, around you know those two uh, those two things. Mm-hmm. You know, Black Lives Matter and uh, racial injustice yeah. and capitalism. I think those are two things that are at least people that are in our generation are very much uh, struggling with and trying to um, think about. I guess you know struggling with, but also engaging with the idea of like, what's the world that we want to live in? And is there a way to make that happen? Um, Hopefully the answer to the last part is yes. Um, But, but how can we like try to fight towards those changes? So, you know, again, I think it comes down to that, like, we didn't have a lot of options of things to look at anymore. The noise kind of went away for a while. Sports Mm -hmm. was canceled. Um, (laughs) And so we had to think. Uh, and, And, you know, spending time alone with your thoughts can be uh, scary sometimes, but when you're forced to do it, I think, you know, it's, it, it hopefully can result in some cultural shifts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and then, you know, just personally, like I was able to do way more with voiceover, which is something that I've been wanting to do forever. And I got to, um, record the lead in, in a, in a feature, an animated feature, which was like the greatest gift um and just such such a joy and and meet new people virtually like everybody I've interviewed this year has been virtual but I I've made like such wonderful connections um and all the classes that I got to take too so which has been cool and then my partner and I um you know it's been a really intense journey intense in just the way of like you know the world is intense right now and 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 so taking our own space with like how 
how do we want to progress through this? Like, this is a new relationship. How do we, how do we get to know each other in, in amongst this, like, you know, craziness out in the world? And I think we've navigated it remarkably well, quite honestly. And I've been... It seems that way. Yeah, I've been, like, overwhelmed with just, like, um, my partner's kindness and open-heartedness and, like, you know, the the depths of vulnerability that I think we've experienced throughout this is is a product of the world and and of being forced to well and and not being forced sorry um we we made the choice to basically move in right. together um in March you know he, he still has his place but like you know making the conscious decision of like okay we're supposed to quarantine and um this is the way to be safe and we've chosen to spend this time together and now how do we how do we move through it, it you know as a team as a new team um yeah, and I, I, I think like we were in such a honeymoon phase and now I think we're still in a honeymoon phase for sure, but I think it's shifting into something really, um, uh, something deeper and um, yeah, just like a, a really awesome foundation, hopefully for the future, you know, who, the, who knows what's yeah. going to happen, but yeah. Well, I think that's, I mean, obviously that's very great and exciting. Um, you know, I... I think it's interesting because at the start of the pandemic, at the start of the quarantine, mm-hmm. um, I think we all assumed it would not be nine to sure. nine to twelve months. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, of course. And it so, is. like, it made, probably made the decision at least you know a little bit like, well, this seems wild that we would quarantine together, but sure, it's going to be a month, you know. And yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like, oh, now it's uh, full on. You guys have been seeing each other for almost a year or yeah, whatever. Yeah, we've always been be. together a year. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so like you know, I think those early. Because I went on some early virtual dates and like I think the er- early kind of conversation too was like, well, this will be so weird because, you know, this is just not how things normally go. And like we might develop this relationship and I'll never figure out like I might be in a relationship with you and not know how you interact with a waiter. And like totally. And then when we get out of it, we'll be like, oh, this is the person that I've been dating. The whole time. And it's like, no, now I think the person that you are is the person that was found in quarantine and like we'll all be trying to figure out how we interact with the world again when we get to the other side um so yeah who's even to i mean who could have expected that but i think the fact that you guys were (laughs) able to like be like we're gonna do this and write it out and it seems to be like working really well i think is really cool yeah you know i think getting into this relationship and this has been a journey through the podcast and and uh, just at after getting out of my previous relationship was like, what kind of relationship do I want? How many more times can I say that word? <laughs> relationship. Anyways, what kind of partnership do I want to create? And and I'm certainly not perfect. And, you know, there's a lot to, to be worked on. But I, I think I've wanted to show up in a way where I'm super communicative. Like I don't, I don't become passive. I don't let things just go by the wayside. Like I, I am open about how I feel. If things are bothering me, I, I, I own up to them and I address them. Um, like letting myself be seen in, in such vulnerability of like not being perfect or really what's coming up for me in the moment and being honest about it. Um, has been a journey but I do think I'm getting much better at it and I do think that those have been really big wins particularly for this time of 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 pushing past my comfort zone and and sometimes just being like 
you know, I'm not okay or I'm sad and I'm not the bubbly person that I normally am and like, you know, that gets to be okay for right now. Like, I, yeah. this is like a sad, I mean, it's not sad, but you know, it's, we, I think we've all had times that have been very difficult and I was like crying between the the refrigerator and the back door um, and my partner just came and sat next to me and we just like sat there for like 45 minutes to an hour sort of talking and sort of a lot of silence but it was just like he just held space um in this amazing way yeah i mean look there's no way that we could have gotten through this year without like (laughs) while still pretending to not have those kind of moments yeah and maybe that's maybe that's one of the gifts too it's like we're all having it um yeah it's okay. Yeah. You know, and we'll get through it by leaning on each other. And how has virtual dating been for you? Because we haven't really um, checked yeah. in on that in a little bit. So, I mean, it's been, uh, I, I, did, I did a big break from it, you know. Yeah. Um, when I, I did, a, I did a few of them back at the start of quarantine, and I was very, like, I won't meet up with people in person um, because we don't know what, like, at that time, like, and it's still true, like, you know, be conscious of who you're interacting yeah. with and that kind of stuff. And so they would often not really go anywhere. Like we'd get to meet somebody and then that would be like, well, okay, when we get out of this and then here we still are. Um, but as I am starting to look towards getting back to Los Angeles, I've started kind of going on some more dates and starting to uh, see what's out there. And I have found that they can be fun the original ones were not as fun. The people that I was going on those dates with were lovely. Yeah, And sure. so it's not them. It's just like it's a very awkward kind of experience. But uh, one of the things that I'd heard about and have started doing and has been really fun is like try to theme it a little, little bit. Um, like use it as an opportunity to get to know someone in a way that you wouldn't get to in real life. Yeah. And so like a thing that I've done has been like, what's uh show me a bar that you like let's go drink at one of your favorite bars or one of your favorite places to ever drink I love um, this. let's throw up the virtual background let's see you know you know tell me about the you know the time you went to spain and or like the time that yeah. you know one of the ones that actually pulled was the um the consulate bar that we went to in thailand oh, cool. uh, yeah, because it was like, I mean, for me, that was like such a cool place because it was a British consulate. We had met a couple of travel friends. One of them was from uh, England. And so it was like, this is cool. We're in a different place. We're in a different country with someone. And this place used to be something else. And it was like a really beautiful uh, view as well. Um, and so it kind of opened up that opportunity to talk about that. And Wait, the things I have that no idea what bar you're talking about. <laughs> we went, it was in Chiang Mai. No, it's fine. I, I think I am, I mean, I don't know that I am. For, it was a big moment for me. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know what it was for everyone, but it was in Chiang Mai, uh, and it was like after we had met um, the few travel friends that we met uh, on like our hiking expedition, um, and we had the two the two women from San Francisco and the one woman from uh, England. And we all were like, what well, I think Clay had found this bar that was in an old, it was an old British consulate that had turned into a restaurant slash bar. Uh, and it was like our fourth day there. We went, I mean, it looks like you don't remember wow, it all. But. I don't remember any of this. I don't even remember <laughs> those people. Like I remember the people that we met um, in Copp. Uh, uh, I remember those women that we met. but Those were the same like, people. We met them in Chiang Mai. Did we meet them in Chiang Mai? Okay. Yeah. Wow. My brain And, it, and I think that was one of the reasons. It was like, oh, you guys are going to CoPP? Oh, interesting. You're going to bank. Like, we had, like, such a similar Okay, okay, okay. I do remember itinerary. this now. I do remember this now. Oh, yeah, yeah, how yeah. funny. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I mean, here's the thing. I thought they were cute, so I probably remembered it a little <laughs> bit more. 
but but still uh, yeah I love that I love bringing that into a date too like I think you know we I've even tried to get more creative to hear of like um I just got an uh, an exit game that we can play it at home and so we're gonna do that on on Christmas on Christmas day or an exit room like escape room there we go an escape room that you can do like at home but like yeah coming up with these ideas of like oh you know we can make new recipes or you could like cook together or even figure out how to make a cocktail together or whatever like there's things that you can do virtually that I think is just way more interesting than obviously just having a conversation which is fine too but I love that you're exploring it I think it's really cool yeah it's like you know what what's a thing that we can do that we wouldn't be able to otherwise Um, and like honestly it's kind of like being like well let's look through uh, this uh, slideshow of my life you know and that's and I will say another funny part is like since I'm virtually dating from home uh, I do have some very embarrassing childhood pictures that end up like being in the background so I can at least be like well look at that (laughs) you know that's so So, funny I mean that's great like we don't always have access to those things so I do think you know as much as it is even for my partner and I like we haven't been out in the real world you know dating really like we went on one date when LA was sort of reopen but um so there's like a whole other thing to explore but it's definitely a different way to get to know somebody and and you get to see some different unique things I think like different flavors that you wouldn't maybe for a long time I don't know and I mean it kind of shows you too like what the other person you know values you know yeah this is a thing that I it's show and tell this is what I wanted to show you Um, (laughs) I love that (laughs) yeah and I mean I think it's been a a very different year for us but it's also been a great year for the show Um, we got a lot of really interesting guests on and uh, I think one thing we wanted to do was kind of highlight a few of our personal favorite episodes um so why don't you start yeah um you know just to first say I've been so grateful for everybody who has made time to come on the show this year and what a wild journey it's been I I think off mic we were talking about how like once COVID hit you know listenership of podcasts went down so much because people were at home and and this is really a commuting platform and so we decided to do like bite-sized episodes that were 20 minutes and that was just cool to get really um focused on like okay well how do we how do we pivot for this time period and like you know if somebody's making dinner for 20 minutes you can pop on this episode whatever and and enjoy and also we did very specific quarantine episodes um which I think you're going to talk about well but um my favorite episodes and and you know I say favorite just because they've just uh stayed with me like a lot of 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 their words have just stayed with me but Mistress Velvet was amazing and mind-blowing and the way that they use black feminist theory as an educational tool with their dominatrix sessions and um their Marxist Leninist information and and leanings as being a social worker like just blew my mind in the way that they're impacting Uh, their own community and the world at large like I just I felt so inspired by by that human being and and will forever like their uh, Instagram is continuously inspiring to me and and educational Um, and then you know the uh, this started a couple like a month or two ago but really getting into because of lineage which is the short film that I'm producing with a, a friend of mine Michelle West um that we talked about a lot you know getting really 
interested in the history of abortion and women's health and women's access to care, vulva, you know, having people's access to care and, um, and having a reproductive psychiatrist come on who just blew my fucking mind <laughs> and honestly made me like consider a change of career, which like who knows what's going to happen. But but just the way that she's able to um, impact her community and, you know, be so knowledgeable and be able to tangibly talk to patients and people, women struggling in the, you know, perinatal period, postpartum, um, in the jails, just like just her 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 work is astounding to me and I think it's just so cool um and we just need more we just need more of her um which led me into um you know, dealing with pelvic floor, physical therapists. Um, we have we have another one coming on at the start of the year um, and a personal trainer who works with women in, in the perinatal period, which is like pregnant to postpartum. Um, and so just getting really interested in, in women's health and like what the fuck we're doing with gynecological care, how we treat pregnancy, how we treat um, women who choose not to have babies, how we treat abortion, uh, and everything around that has been fascinating to me and just the wealth of knowledge that we do not share with women who are having pelvic floor problems or who are having you know depressive issues or whatever or continuing care of 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 mothers after they've had a baby and that like the care doesn't stop you know um and so that's been fascinating to me like as I move into I think you know I'm I turned 30 this year and so that this is a different decade for me of really focusing on creating a family creating um that that moving into that chapter I think for myself and so while it's not present for me right now um having this knowledge is hugely beneficial just for the for the future of like how do I want to be pregnant how do I want to have a kid how, what kind of care do I want to seek and and how do how do I want to support my own healing and my own journey through that and, and even my partner and stuff and so that's been really cool and something I never thought about you know a year ago yeah and I mean I think again it, I think it's a little reflective of uh of the situation we found ourselves mm-hmm. in, but I, I, in part because I think, you know, as you alluded to, a couple of my favorite episodes were our kind of bite-sized ones with both Isabella and with the O-Man, yeah. um, because it did face that uh, that immediate challenge in a way. I mean, you use challenge in a positive way. They're like, now that you're quarantining, oftentimes, or not oftentimes, but plenty of people are quarantining with a partner. Yeah. Um, how you keep things steamy or, mm-hmm. or, or sexy or spicy, or like, here's some interesting stuff you can do. Here's some homemade BDSM tools. Yeah. Like, here, here's how to keep things interesting and i and i found that you know both of those guests are super fun to listen to um and they're both very charismatic and and they're they're a good hang which i think is always uh, a a key well and i think Um, it's important to also point out like it wasn't just for partnership it was also for like solo right right? like how do you keep your solo pleasure-filled life going you know, if you're if you're alone, which I think is a lot of people this year, and I know that that you will were alone yeah. for a while too, and so yeah, resources for that, I, they were awesome. Yes, absolutely. But but I also think it's interesting too because I think that like that was the immediate challenge, and that was again what everybody's kind of maybe not everybody's, but 
that was an interesting topic to explore mm-hmm. within those first couple of months. But then I think as we spent more time and we started to be like, okay, well, this is the new normal. Let's, what more can we think about? I think a lot of people have moved on to that. Like, mm-hmm. all right, well, what is, you know, what's women's health look like now? Or like, yeah. it, it, they've kind of dived deeper into the issue beyond the like, how can I just continue to have fun? Yeah. Um, which is also very important. But I think that um, that progression that you made, I think is something that a lot of people are having as well. And because just being on with people that I've talked to, to like dates I've been on, people are like, yeah, you know, I've been thinking a lot about uh, reproductive health right now or reproductive rights and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And um, obviously topics that are always need to be explored, but I think we're having a moment with that kind of too. So um, I think that that progression has been, you know, super great. Uh, for me, the other big one that I wanted to mention that I've really enjoyed and I'm, I'm really glad that we got to do was with Kirsten Uten from the uh, Sexy Sex Ed. Uh, I talked about this in the intro, but, you know, obviously my home and my region, you know, has a special place in my heart. Sure. And uh, and I think I want to contrast it a little bit with uh, the Netflix flop, if you want to call it that, that came out this this year in Hillbilly Elegy. Um, oh, Jesus, yeah. <laughs> right, because there, there's, there's a perspective of uh, the South um, or Appalachia uh, just in general that um, – I understand where it comes from and I, and I, you know, don't blame the people that kind of uh, continue to think that it exists because that's what we get fed. But um, I was really happy to have Kirsten on because it was like, there are like, you know, in my experience with people out in LA, it's like, there's a lot of misconceptions about what uh, people are like here. And she was able to come on and be like, yeah, we, you know, I don't hate it here. I just want to work and make it better. And um, I'm trying to be more progressive. And, you know, there's a lot of that out there too. And I think, I think there are a lot of commonalities um, that get erased when we think about like national conversations of right versus left and like uh, Bible Belt versus coastal elites and that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. When at the end of the day, like there's a mix of those people everywhere Mm -hmm. and there's people doing good work all over the place, too. And uh, and I was just excited to like be able to help share that. Um, so those, those are kind of my highlights from the year. Yeah, I, I loved that view in, into that part of the country that, you know, I don't have a lot of contact with. Sure. Um, and I think that that was the, like, that's yeah. one of the coolest things for the show of doing everything virtual is like, I interviewed, you know, Joe Heckett, who's in um, Ireland. That's exactly what I was right? just thinking, like, yeah. And yeah. Um, I'm hoping to bring somebody on who's in South Africa next year. And like, you know, so we could talk to people all over the country and all different places and and that that is one of the coolest things i think about this virtual time period that i think is gonna stick right is like it just opens the community up in such a way that is sort of (laughs) mind-blowing Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, yeah, that was a great segue, uh, intentional or not, uh, for what we should <laughs> want to do next year. You know? Yeah. Thank um, you. Yeah. Thank what you do so you? Much. I mean, effortless transitions. <laughs> <laughs> I, I told you this off mic, but you've gotten very good, uh, and uh, I will Stop say this it. on mic Tell too because I do believe it. <laughs> um, so yeah, what do you? Uh, what are your goals uh, next year? Like, wh- who are you? What are you wanting to explore a little bit more? Obviously, we talked some about. Um, you know, reproductive health and things in those areas. But like, you know, what else is on your, um, 
bucket list and what can we like, you know, ask guests or ask our listeners to kind of send our way? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I've gotten really passionate about um, sex workers' rights and mm-hmm. exploring, you know, particular uh, as Instagram and Facebook and these social media platforms are clamping down on um anybody who's in the sexuality space uh, and sort of passing these blanket reforms that limit content and limit communities particularly marginalized communities um you know black poc um people um lifting those voices and really getting clear about like what is the legislation that's happening right now um how is it impacting these communities uh you know what are these blunt solutions that they're talking about for fine problems um and so continuing that conversation, I would love to have more um, men on to talk about men's health because I think that that's something we really haven't talked about as much. Um, and I really want to talk about like the penis and, and, and different kinds of orgasm for men because, you know, I think along with women like we're just focused on this linear approach to to pleasure and I think male pleasure is similar in that way or at least you know in a lot of the the messaging that I've seen and so really exploring that and seeing like what else is out there what is the actual anatomy who are the men who are working with other men um in this space to be you know um more sexually liberated in in their own way. Uh, I think that that would be really cool to kind of combine um, those two. And then... And then, yeah, I don't know. I feel like things always come up that it's just like blows my mind. And 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 uh, all of a sudden, I'll, you know, somebody will come on. And I'm like, oh, I had no I, I couldn't even I couldn't have even asked for this because I didn't know that I wanted it so bad until it was in sure. front of my face. So um, but yeah, I think to just grow and then also to put it on YouTube, we're going to start. Mm-hmm. putting all of the podcasts onto YouTube and exploring a new platform. And I think that that'll be a cool, um, just like, you know, a new transition and, and a new way to gain a, a different audience, hopefully a bigger audience, um, and, and to create really that community and that conversation around sex and sexuality and and um, hopefully bring more of that to people's ears and, and to their lives, really. Like, that's, that's the ultimate goal, I, I hope. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. I uh, I'm I would also be particularly interested in the male sexuality liberation side of things because I just don't you know I it's a thing that I don't for the most part like I don't talk with my friends about sex sure. like my male friends we just don't I mean I know there's like the stereotype that guys are like oh I fucked her or whatever and it's like I don't know that's never really been a a thing with my friends mm-hmm. and I think in general like there's just not a lot of communication yeah. Um, and I think there's like a lot of vulnerability that it takes to as a guy to like bring up, oh, well, I'm not having, you know, this, I'm not having great sex or whatever it might be. Cause I mean, there's so many stereotypes around that, um, mm-hmm. that I, yeah, I think I would, I would also be very interested, uh, both as someone that works with you on this show, but also <laughs> as like an audience member. Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah well, I think you know, men's health great. is something to explore too. Like, I don't think that men's healthcare is 
particularly any better than women's health care. And, you know, this idea that like men are susceptible to HPV and should get the Gardasil vaccine, which I don't think most men talk about or know about, you know. And so it's like I'd love to. Yeah. And, and, you know, not to say that I want to stick to the binary um, all all um, gender expressions like for penis having people of like, what is the health care that goes into it? Um, And to continue going into like the vulva and, and the uterus, because I think there's just so much more there. Um, right. Yeah. 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 I think that makes sense. And I also think that there will be like, as you said, there's going to be some surprises, I think, especially as we hopefully, fingers crossed, come out of quarantine, yeah. um, at mm-hmm. least in the middle of, of next year. Uh, you know, I think it'll there. I'm interested now in like sex parties at the time, you know, when we were last doing it, I was like, I don't know how I feel about it. And now I'm like, let's go. I mean, I don't know that I want to do it, but like, you know, let's be around other people. And, um, as long as we all feel like we can be healthy and and safe. Um, it's like, you know, there's why, why wait? So, oh, I love that. I love that you said that because I think that, um, that's amazing. And I hope everybody's feeling that way because it's true. Like, you know, we've been through such a challenging, hard, horrible time that's definitely had positives. But like coming out of it of just being like, what? I just want to try everything, you know, like having that open mind. I might not get the opportunity again. I might go in a year-long quarantine again. Right? Yeah. (laughs) Let's let's try it out. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. I love that. Um. Yeah, and personally, any um, any things that you you're like trying to create in 2021? I mean, I'm sure a lot, but um, you know, I I think a thing for me, I've said uh, this is personal slash professional, um, but I've wanted to throw a holiday party for the people that I work with in creative endeavors. Cool. Um, <laughs> like you know, like a holiday company party, whether it's a company or or you know or not. Um, so maybe that can be the thing for next year. Like, you know, working with enough different podcasts to have enough different people and be like, we should all get together and have like a, a little, uh, podcasters holiday party. Um, so, you know, something a little specific and cheesy, but I think it'd be fun. I think that's so cute. I miss yeah. holiday parties. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Oh, they're so fun. There's so many things like as this year has progressed, it's like, oh yeah, that's really fun. And oh yeah, I really enjoy <laughs> like, you know, this social activity. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, I love that. Yeah. I think my, my big focus for 2021 is like creating, um, income and opportunities through the creative and that like that's like the main focus um yeah and then hopefully moving into a bigger space that's the idea hopefully in march um which would be cool and getting to set up like a full voiceover studio even one maybe that could have somebody you know come over if we are out of quarantine and record the podcast in person wouldn't that be cool uh that'd be very cool yeah so many so many possibilities (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so much potential yeah let's look forward to it it'll be good <laughs> yeah it's gotta be right oh man i hope so um well this has been awesome it's been so lovely catching up with you well because we, we yeah. really haven't had a catch up in a while and um to everybody listening i am so grateful for your time and for you being a part of our community and for all of your um your uh referrals for guests we've had on so many different cool people just because um i've had you know people give 
suggestions to me and it's been amazing and so I wish you all the happiest holiday season please be safe please wear a mask um please stay six feet apart from people so that we can get out of this and we can all hug safely again sometime in 2021